Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Jesus responded by speaking again in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding party for his son. He set his servants to call those invited to the wedding party, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent other servants and said to them, Tell those who have been invited, Look, the meal is all prepared. I've butchered the oxen and the fattened cattle. Now everything's ready. Come to the wedding party. But they paid no attention and went away, some to their fields, other to their businesses. The rest of them grabbed his servants, abused them, and killed them. The king was angry. He sent his soldiers to destroy those murderers and set their city on fire. Then he said to his servants, The wedding party is prepared, but those who were invited weren't worthy. Therefore, go to the roads on the edge of town and invite everyone you find to the wedding party. Then those servants went to the roads and gathered everyone they found, both good and evil. The wedding party was full of guests. Now, when the king came in and saw the guests, he spotted a man who wasn't wearing wedding clothes. He said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? But he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Tie his hands and feet and throw him out into the farthest darkness. People there will be weeping and grinding their teeth. Many people are invited, but few people are chosen. Hey, y'all. I'm Brittany. And... uh... I'm the pastor, and this scripture's a little bit of a buzzkill, yeah? Like, we've had all of this great um, uh, reading, or uh, music, and celebration, and then we come out with a scripture passage that talks about the farthest darkness and killing people. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that, but first let's start with prayer. Holy and gracious God, we come to you full of joy this morning, joy of singing and dancing, joy of waking up this morning with air in our lungs, joy and delight in the snow. Um, And so we come humbly before you with our hearts open. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be a reflection of who you are and how you call us to be in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So every time I actually read this parable, I, I read the beginning and I'm like, yes, this parable's so awesome. Kingdom of God, like a party banquet, awesome. And then I get to the part about all the killings and stuff and I'm like, oh, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> like, kind of I don't know what to do with this parable sometimes. Uh, this story also show, shows up in the Gospel of Luke. If you remember, um, or if you're new to Christianity, the, the, uh, we have four different versions of uh, Jesus' life. Matthew, uh, one found in Matthew, one found in Mark, one found in Luke, and one found in John. Um, which I also love because it names that there's not one right view and vision of Christianity. Right? Um, that's a whole other aside. But so uh, we have the Gospel of Luke story, which is a kind of tamer version, and nobody dies in it, and nobody gets sent into the farthest darkness. 
And it's a story about being invited to the banquet, but then turning it down because you, of lame excuses that um, you could have planned ahead for. Um, and I, I really wanted to use the Luke version because then I wouldn't have to deal with this messy stuff. And I love the Luke version because um, it, there's a line that says, the master says, go and invite any and everybody to the banquet. And I do believe that this is how God invites us. Any and everybody is welcome to the banquet. So I wanted to use that Luke version. But uh, I just love the first line in this Matthew version. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. The kingdom of heaven is like. Any of you uh, English majors or grammar people, when we use the word like or as, it is a Oh, wow, you guys are good and awake. I love it. So uh, we have a simile in this sentence. And uh, if, if you need a quick refresher, a simile is when you're able to compare one thing to another of two very different things so that the description is more emphatic and vivid, right? So the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet. It's a beautiful image about what it means to be part of the kingdom of heaven. So when we read this parable, when we look at the first line, the kingdom of heaven is this great big party where any and everybody is invited. Awesome, right? Have you ever been invited to a party where you didn't feel like you should have been there? I remember when I was just out of college and old enough to believe that I knew everything that there was to know in the world. You know how that is, right? Sometimes I'm still like that. Um, I was part of this study team for the United Methodist Church. It was an ordered study team to uh, figure out how to be in ministry with young adults. In case you didn't know, a lot of churches are full of not young adults. In case you didn't know, our congregation is a little bit of an anomaly. Um, So even back 20 years ago, that was the case. Um, And so I was part of this team to try to figure out how to build vibrant young adult ministry. Now, to be honest, I can't remember where this story that I'm about to tell happened. It might have been San Diego or it might have been Seattle. It was all, it kind of is all a blur. But I remember that we had been visiting a lot of churches and in this particular place, we were invited to the home of one of the uh, ministry leaders for the young adult group. Um, He was a doctor, um, so... um, was able to do this because of his wealth. So it was a Vietnamese doctor. And he explained that in Vietnamese culture, the wedding and the banquet is one of the most elaborate and special celebrations. Um, And he explained that he would be serving us, the scruffy young adult ministry study team, a wedding banquet that night. That we were gonna be his guests of honor He said he would be serving us the same six, seven courses of food that you would have at a traditional wedding banquet. And here we were, this team of hodgepodge, like I was not dressed for a wedding banquet. Um, I did not, like I was not in that frame of mind. Um, I didn't feel like I deserved to be part of this celebration. and, And here he set this feast before us. Course after course, of delicious, um, rare delicacies of food, completely undeserved. 
I felt like someone who had been grabbed from the street and told to come in and celebrate. And for anyone that has had a life-changing life changing experience with Jesus, that is exactly how it can feel. That uh, you are swooped up from whatever it is you are stuck in. Maybe it's perfectionism, or maybe it's some sort of addiction, or maybe it is a, an anger that consumes you, or a grief that consumes you, or just a, some sort of pit that you're in, but you are swooped up and invited into the party. Anybody ever had that sort of life-changing experience with Jesus? Yes. I'm so glad there's one person in this room. Let me try that again. Has anybody had that life-changing experience with Jesus? Yeah. This is grace. This is what we call God's love that loves us before we even know we are loved, before we even think we deserve love, that God loves us first. Through our mistakes, God sets a feast before us, a party to celebrate us. And if we only choose to join in, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. And we are all invited. I'd like to just end there and not deal with the death, but I will. Um, so I think with most things in life, there is joy and beauty, and sometimes there's also destruction and pain. And in this scripture passage, this parable, there's some really difficult parts, at least for me to stomach. If you'll notice, I've called this scripture passage a parable. Last week I named that Jesus often told stories. I think it was because it was a way to talk more easily about things that are really complex. You can understand it more in a story. Um, a parable is a story, but it's usually slightly absurd in order to make a larger theological point. So based on what we know about the Matthean context, that is the community that the Gospel of Matthew was written in and for, um, we, what we know is that it was a community of Jewish folks. It was a community of people who had been raised in the tradition and had decided that um, based on their experience with Jesus, they were going to be followers of Christ. Um, but what we also know is, and so these Jews believed that Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah that the Israel's prophets had promised. They believed that, um, that he was the one, and that's why they chose to follow Jesus. But there was a whole group of other folks, just as faithful, who decided that they didn't want to follow the way of Jesus, that, that, that he wasn't the Messiah. And so this beautiful family of God was in division. They were, it was a family feud, so to speak. Which is why in the book of Matthew we see a lot of anti-Semitism because they're trying to justify their brokenness in their family relationship. So uh, scholars have proposed um, this kind of meaning that, uh, I probably should move this, that the king is God, that the son is Jesus, that the guests are like to symbolize Israel, that the banquet is a, 
is really what salvation is. Pop quiz, does anybody remember that's been through starting point what I call salvation? The lifelong process. Wow, everybody needs to go to starting point on the 18th. Uh, I, salvation is this lifelong process of Christ working in you to bring about freedom, authenticity, and wholeness. It's a lifelong process. It's a big banquet. It's a big party. So the first servants, uh, scholars think, are the prophets that we know from the scriptures, Micah and Jeremiah. Scholars think that the second servants might be the Christian missionaries that came and tried to share the message of Jesus, that, but that were uh, martyred. Um, I'm trying, it's like Stephen, right, Stephen? Uh, and the third servants were perhaps the Christian missionaries who were able to live into this great commission and extend the invitation to all. So think about like Peter.